So have you done something like this before? No, I've never done a podcast before. So mm-hmm. it's my first time. Okay. I'm How do you excited. feel about it? I'm nervous and exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> okay. And it's uh, Mirage. Mm-hmm. I've always pronounced it incorrectly in my head. Do you say Mirage? So, I do. You know what? It's funny because my mother-in-law will say Mirage. Yeah. And the dad says Mirage and we say Mirage. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't Mar- think there's a right or wrong. Maraz sounds Maraz, cooler. Maraz, yeah. It's, it's, it's Ukrainian, uh-huh. and apparently it means frost. Oh, perfect place for that last night. The five elements of letting go. Discussing mental health openly and freely, and sharing tools and techniques to find peace. Welcome, everyone, to The Five Elements Letting Go. I'm Dr. Jared McCollum. Today, my guest is Lisa Maraz, and she is the founder and director, I guess, of the Foothills Wellness Retreat. Am I correct? Correct. Um, which is happening this October the 1st? And 2nd. And 2nd. Yeah. 1st and 2nd of October at Best Western. Yeah. And uh, you're not only... Organize this, but you're also a yoga instructor. Correct. And what else, what other wonderful skills do you have in the wellness yeah, world? Well, I, I would I have uh, I'm by trade a bookkeeper and do taxes. So I mean that's part of wellness. If yeah. You won't, uh, Financial you wellness. Taxes, you won't have very good wellness. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did for over 25 years. Oh. So then I transitioned out, well, slowly transitioning out, which I still have a love for that. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll completely 100% mm-hmm. transition out of that. But um, yeah, so now I'm doing yoga and some yoga nidra and putting on the wellness retreats as well. Okay. So what got you interested in making that transition? What pulled you in that direction? Well, probably um, to go back, I mean, it would definitely be my wellness journey or my healing journey, which uh, for me is very interesting because um, this happened about four years ago, and I would say that um, I didn't need a healing journey. And um, I was, I didn't suffer from anxiety or depression. I was strong um, personality type, cold my own, I don't need help, all of, all of those things that were... Uh, happening at the time or for many years actually and probably about like I said four years ago I had what I would call my emotional bottom that I hit and I wasn't sleeping well I had strained relationships with um, some friends um, especially my mom I have been had issues for with my mom since I was a child uh, that was coming to, I wasn't even talking to her at the time. Um, with my children, I was having some strained relationships there. I was drinking a lot um, to occupy my time. Um, and my son went away on a vacation uh, to South America. And at that point, um, he was gone for quite a while, actually, a few months. And what was going on over there wasn't um, wasn't good. Uh, what the behaviors that he was uh, portraying and the stuff that he was doing. So I got was very quite. Um, I, well, I, I I I lost all of it. Like I couldn't sleep. 
I had, I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop obsessing and compulsively talking about it, wanting to control the situation. And I absolutely had no way of controlling this situation. Um, besides getting on a plane and going to South America and that wasn't <laughs> going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, um, it was then I asked my husband, I said, I need some help here. Like I need some coping skills. Like I, I can't, I can't live like this. Like it was, it was a terrible, terrible feeling inside. I just was crying for help. So that's what happened is what I, I got some help. So I started there, but, um, that, I really wanted to be there. So that was one of the biggest differences. I think some people, you know, might go through to go to counseling or therapy or something. And, you know, they just feel that that's just maybe something that's going to help them. But I really went there with like, I need to feel better. I need to be, I need to cope. I need to be happy. I need to do all these things. And believe me, when I walked in that room, it was everybody else's fault besides mine. (laughs) So, you know, it was, well, my mother does this to me and says this to me. And, you know, um, all these, all these issues that were, they were not my issues. They were, you know, what was happening to Mm. me. It was external. Yeah. So, uh, lo and behold, as I went through the therapy, I started to hear things like, um, you know, uh, boundaries and uh, victim, um, uh, you know, acceptance, forgiveness, all of these things. And... I, I would walk out of there some days going, like, I don't understand. Like, how is this my fault? How is this my problem? But as we, you know, went deeper in there, I realized that, and she helped me along, you know, to set these boundaries. I grew up in a boundaryless home, 100%. I didn't know what boundaries were. Now, it might sound ridiculous, but I had no idea what boundaries were. And I actually brought that into my own home. So in which way? Were there no boundaries in your home? Um, just personal, like it was just pers- personal things. Anything that was personal was not private. Oh, okay. Um, you know, talking about like, uh, you know, take letting my mom at that time, you know, allowing it that you know she could tell me how to act, how to be, and butt her nose into my business is what I, you know. I would say stuff like that and just um, um, and for and just bringing that down to the kids, just like I said, just really controlling, getting in there and telling them what they should be doing and and how it should be done. And, you know, butting in on their personal lives or their their love lives, their school or whatever. There just was no set boundaries mm-hmm. of minding your own business, yeah. really, you know, take care of yourself. Don't worry about everybody else. Yeah. Um so I really had to come to that. So like, again, it was, you know, a boundaryless home. So um, I, I always felt I could just say what I wanted. You know, um, I could, I'm a very honest and, and outgoing and uh, assertive person, but I would be very aggressive and rude and just say what I wanted to say because I can't. Mm-hmm. But that's what I grew up in. That's what you were modeled that's from your parents. my comfort zone. Yeah. Actually, that was how I felt I would get accepted, which was odd, but that's how uh, uh, learning through um, going through these sessions with the, with the counselor, you know, to talk about, and we didn't talk about my mom or my daughter or my son uh, in, in a lot of these sessions, they were about me. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? It's really- which, which is the only thing you have any control over anyway. Right. Yeah. So when I started to really, um, really put my attention there, my focus there, and I asked for help when I needed it. And that was a hard thing for me to do. As I explained, I was strong. I didn't need help. Um, but I started to say, like, I'm finding setting some of these boundaries um, were difficult for me. And they, and they would be. And so she would help me with wording or um, s- scenarios or situations. And oh boy, was that uncomfortable. Like for me to, I would sit there and just sit in such uncomfortable saying, okay, I have to set this boundary. Um, and I was scared. I was feared. I was scared. I, it was just so uncomfortable. But as you, as we went along and as we kept going, um, it got easier. And then I started to really notice a change. I started to feel better about myself. Um, cause I set these boundaries about what I would allow. Cause that's what I learned. It's, it wasn't about what people were doing to me. Mm-hmm. It was what I was allowing them to do to me. Um, or not do to me, but allowing it to affect me, allowing yes. it to con- mm-hmm. control my thoughts yeah. and allowing my feelings and allowing these triggers to, to come up. Um, but again, saying words like trigger, I didn't know what that meant. So as I went on this journey and through counseling, and I really realized, like I said, a word like a victim, um, I would be told like, you're not a victim, like quit, quit thinking of yourself as a victim here. Mm -hmm. This isn't, like I said, something that was done upon to me. It was what I was allowing. It's all looking inside and it's all really sitting with self and trying to see, um, where, I can make change. Yeah. That's really interesting because I think when we go to that stage where we're like, okay, I'm going to, I want to change. I want to heal. And when it's that easy way to say it's everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I, th- and I'm proud of you for following through because I'm sure when it was pointed out by the counselor that, Hey, you've got just as much, if not more responsibility here. And that hurts. That hurts the ego a bit. You want to run from yeah. that. You want to fight that. What was it like to, like when you came up to that and you're like, why is this about me? Why should keep, it's there. You know, did you get to a point where you're like, I, was there any desire to kind of turn away from it and just say, I guess this isn't for me, you know, or were you, was it easy for you to see, oh yeah. I need to, I can, I can change. This is something I can actually do something about. Did you, was there any conflict there? Cause I'm sure everyone goes through that when they're presented with, Hey, a lot Thank of it's you. my problem too. Um, yes, but I think the difference for me at the time was I really, like I said, I really wanted to be there. I really needed those tools. Like I was in a really rotten spot, really bad place. So um, I, I really just put, put that in, in there and just went with an open mind. Yeah. And, and we talked about that. Like we talk, I, because I can talk about my feelings and emotions and I'm very good at that, which I'm, I'm very, very aware of how I feel all the time, which this can be a good thing and a bad thing for my family, but whether um, you can hold that in or not. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I would express that to her. Yeah. I was honest and I'd say like, why, like, why is this on me? Yeah. You know, and she would explain, you know, well, and give me the examples. And yeah. and sometimes she'd have to relate it even to her as a mom. Like, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I know how you feel. Yeah. But, you know, this is what you're doing. And 
passing this down to your children and this is what you're going to do. You know, you're going to, well, show them how to treat me and and give them the, mm-hmm. the, the room and the choice and options to show me how they want to be treated. Because yeah. like I said, there was no boundaries there, right? I'm, I'm mom. This is how it is. Um, so when I started setting those boundaries, um, they weren't just boundaries for other people. They were my boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. So to say, hey, this is how I feel. This is what I won't accept or yeah. I don't like. I had to change my language mm-hmm. because it was all about you yes and never about i yeah so i would literally it might sound ridiculous but i'd be at home practicing that Mm -hmm. practicing how to talk to you know writing it down or writing up little emails on paper or or on the computer or writing it on paper about how to you know how i would say something and look at it and see how many of the yous were on there Mm -hmm. that's so powerful because when whenever we try to express to someone how certain words or behaviors or things harm us. As soon as we say, well, you do this or you, there's a wall that goes up almost immediately in, in people. And, and that's a natural instinct to defend ourselves, right? And we find it hard to have people critical or to, many of us are, aren't as self-aware as we can be. And so when those words come, it hurts. So when we can use, you know, me and I words to describe and I take it this way and then it makes, and I feel this way and it helps to keep that communication open right. so they don't block right up and immediately go into defense and fight mode. So I, I think that's really impressive to sit down and just, you know, that you're practicing them and literally trying to, you know, adopt that language and understanding to your vocabulary so that when you get in those heated moments or you get in those emotional states, you choose the right words. And that's hard work. You know, that's my point. I did the work. I Mm -hmm. really wanted to do the work. I did the work. And then as I started practicing it and putting it into practice with my relationships, I could see change. I could see change with, like you said, the conversation didn't get heated and defensive. All of a sudden, there was these, oh, I didn't realize that that's how that made you feel. I'm really sorry, but thanks for bringing it to my attention. Mm -hmm. What? We didn't have conversations like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was like (laughs) that that made a bit of a foundation where you could have these types of conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I started to see change, I wanted more. Mm -hmm. So I find that the... The, the journey that I'm on, it went, um, I did a couple of years, probably about 18 months of the counseling. And along with that, um, I also did um, yoga. And to be very honest, I, I didn't like yoga at all. And I was recommended, why don't you go to yoga, go to like restorative yoga, yin yoga, mm-hmm. go, go just relax, take your stress levels down. Um, and I was like, oh go to yoga <laughs> um but that was one of the biggest healing um that i did emotionally for myself i am a very busy body person i like to be 
well, at the time, I thought I liked to be busy. Um, I was constantly on the go. Um, I always had a list, needed things to do, was always doing things for my friends, organizing things, um, which I found later on that is that is um, probably conditioning in me that um, was a way of me to feel um, worthy. Yeah. So, um, like I said, peeling back the layers and figuring all this stuff out. But where that really came from was going to yoga because we would go to yoga and I would do yoga nidra or restorative yoga and I would sit in stillness and actually have to train myself to do that. Mm -hmm. And again, that is something that I didn't realize a lot of people have issues with is being in stillness. And I am one of them. It's interesting. I see it a lot in the clinic. I have a lot of new patients and they'll be like struggling that first session. Mm -hmm just laying face down, even the first 20 minutes, just laying still. And then you fold them up, you know, and then that the first side, most people can, can almost fall asleep or get, you know, but as soon as you're, they roll over and they're face up, then they're just thinking about, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. And they start (laughs) getting really uncomfortable. And we are a culture that is addicted to thought, busyness, all of that. And if we don't, practice that or put the work in to be comfortable in that stillness and be comfortable in that quiet um, we can't achieve those things that quietness in our mind and body without putting through that work to get to that place you know we need that emptiness we need that stillness mm-hmm. to receive anything and uh, sorry go ahead yeah a hundred percent because i i would struggle but i had um a really good yoga teacher who um, would constantly remind me to, you know, if you're, the brain is chatty and you find your thoughts, you know, all over the place, just, you know, bring it back to your breath and listen to my voice or listen to the music, like bring it into the room. And she would repeat that quite a bit through the practice where I would notice, oh, it would prompt me to do that because mm-hmm. that's exactly what my mind was doing. Yeah. Like she was talking to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, once again, with practice and work, I started to leave those classes, you know, oh, this was, re- I feel so relaxed. And then that kept me going, just the relaxed, the getting rid of the the stress. Um, but what started happening was I started to get emotions that would come up. I would cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wouldn't be like weeping, crying. Um, sometimes it would, but so it would just be my eyes just watering, just thinking of thoughts and emotions would arise. And I noticed it was happening all the time, consistently. Um, and I went to yoga. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that part of it for sure. Uh, but the awareness part took me to the next level like I said, it's all these peeling back the layers, doing mm. the work. It's, it doesn't happen overnight. And um, that took me to uh, trauma therapy. But in the midst of doing yoga and having these emotions and having the, um, 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 sorry, the um, counseling, I, I thought went somewhere else. Um, I started to go to other classes and read books and do go to retreats. And I would just go with an open mind. 
Um, my husband uh, came to, on one with me, and I was quite surprised that he did. But he kind of knew my, where my journey was, and I think he was mm-hmm. trying to support me. Yeah. You know, so I think he was like, yeah, I'll just go. I just said, well, just come with an open mind. I don't know what to expect either. This is kind of like the first one. But, you know, I knew that I felt good on this journey. So we went to a wellness retreat, and that's where I was hearing things about um, triggers and traumas mm-hmm. um, and conditioning and limiting beliefs and I mean I heard them through you know the counseling as well and you know during yoga but it was more in detail like it was in a class setting and they'd really kind of really talk about it and really put it to um, where you could relate and and then give some um, either some meditations even were going on there um, some pamphlets and books that they would recommend and and we'd have sharing sessions too and some of these things so you were hearing what other people were talking about and you know that which which in a community like that and and like-minded people it makes you feel you're not alone and you have this support and you're not a weirdo Mm -hmm. you know because you know i'm struggling like this it's you know really if you walk this earth you have trauma yeah yeah. You know, it's simple as that. And I didn't realize that. And so it was all of the things I was doing. It was the yoga, the counseling, the retreats, uh, the books I started reading. Um, it all became to give me awareness. So uh, during this retreat, my husband came and um, he came with an open mind. And he really, he would call a lot of this stuff pretty woo-woo-y. Yeah. So <laughs> He wouldn't be very interested in a lot of it, but that retreat that he went to was he'll call his awakening. He had such energy go through him that he could feel that he, he couldn't even explain it. Like he was like, I was in this room and I had something happen to me. And I was like, wow. Like, I mean, I I didn't have that. I had, you know, the more, like I call it the slap in the face awakening, (laughs) (laughs) you know, lady wake up. But, um, yeah, he had this real out-of-body kind of feeling that I was kind of jealous about. I was like, oh, that's pretty great. And now he is completely on the same journey with me. Um, so, you know, going back to the retreats and uh, and the yoga is that I it, I have a love and a passion for what it, it gave me. It gave me a journey. I didn't even know I was on a journey. My husband didn't even know he was on a journey. It's just mm-hmm. these 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 classes we would go to the and these things we would attend the, again i just keep saying peeling back the layers because it would be you know all some light bulbs would go on and be like oh hey i do that or hey i get that now or oh i, I really think i need to work on that and that's where that awareness came in for me and today 4 years later i have a way different relationship with everyone and especially myself mm-hmm. like how I how terrible I would talk about myself how terrible I would feel about myself doesn't exist anymore I mean the triggers are there the emotions come up the conditioning is still there but I have a toolbox I have a large toolbox mm-hmm. and you're self-aware and yep. you know you can recognize when those things come and then you can do something about it because you have the tools and I think some people get all upset with themselves where they're like, but I learned this and I'm still doing this or I still make, I'm like, 
But now you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. Now you recognize. So now knowing that you've made that step, now you can go and uh, apologize. You can ask for help. You can, you know, uh, reframe, you know, your words in your head. All these things that you can start to do now to heal and mend that. This idea that we're just going to have it all figured out and say all the right things for the rest mm-hmm. of our lives. And we will go through ups and downs through that. But if we're, you know, focusing on some humility and trying to tamp down our ego and, you know, look at it as an opportunity to continue to grow and change, we'll always make that little upward climb with some downs here and there. Because I think this idea that we are the same person when we're born or, you know, you've always been the same person, it's bullshit. We have been every time we make this big aha moment or change or development in our lives we change and although physically we're the same person our mindset our experiences our understanding where we are that changes over time in our lives and if we you know don't grow and don't change and don't adapt yeah we might be the same person <laughs> but you haven't grown you haven't learned anything that's going to help you find greater peace because i'm sure after all this work like you said it's you know you now you have that confidence and peace that i know what to do i've got the toolbox and i can i can grow and learn from that yeah and it's continuous and that is one thing that i know from everything that i've doing that i have done in being on this journey is that i crave more because it feels good yeah it feels good and it gives me uh you know another tool for the toolbox every time i'm i i constantly say this is i'm not fixed i'm not healed i'm not a at the end of something here i now know that i am learning and growing for the rest of my days and you know what i'm grateful for that because i'm open i'm open to that you know and i have made i call them sacred apologies where i've really had to sit down and come from the heart and say, I'm really sorry I did this to you. And I don't want anything in return from you. Please do not give me, oh, it's okay, or you tried. I don't want anything because I really want to say I'm sorry. I really want to pass that down. Mm-hmm. And I really want to keep going um, and feeling that way, you know, where I really, I do want to keep change going. And mm-hmm. there's nothing that hasn't benefited being on this journey and I would really like to just give that back mm-hmm. I have one person that comes to me and say oh my goodness I really needed this or this this has made a huge change that that'll make me so happy inside because I know what that feels like yeah. and that's why I want to do you know these retreats and that's why I, I, I do restorative yoga and yoga nidra because um I know what it's like to not feel stillness. Yeah. I know what it feels like to be alone on the journey, thinking all the fingers are pointing to me going, well, you're the problem and not feeling any support. There's tons of support out there yeah. from every different modality, um, medically, holistically. There is a ton of support. Mm-hmm. You just have to seek it. Yeah. And these retreats are a great idea because it's, you know, I'm sure everyone, even including some of the presenters, I know myself, there's times where you're you're just killing it. 
you feel amazing, energy's good, things are flowing. And then there's times, things that just pull you down for a while and you get in a funk and you you know what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're not feeling balanced or you're, you know, you're in a funk and you can't pull yourself out. And those are the times where we have to be humble and open for that support and for those around us to help lift us up or give us that spark. And, you know, this is, these retreats are a great opportunity for people to just dive in and find that thing that's going to give them that spark or that thing that's going to kind of lift them out of that. And there's one thing I've learned over practicing, I don't know, it's almost 20 years now is you need to find the path that fits you in your healing journey. You know, that's why it's important to try a bunch of things because even though you may not be like, well, I don't think I like yoga, but if you give it a shot, you play with it. It might. Yeah. Next year, a yoga teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? And when we can, you know, expose ourselves and, you know, search for that thing that can give us some insight and give us some tools, you know, like you said, I think that's the most important thing for people to understand is you need tools. You need strategies and techniques and practices that help us find our balance and help us heal and let go so we can continue to you know move forward and not just feel stuck and lost you know and i um you know one thing we're doing here on this podcast is i'm trying to meet with as many presenters as i can uh you're the first we've got five booked now and more to come it's to find these different voices and expose you the listener to as many of them as we can so you can find that voice or that path that calls to you that's going to give you some um you know those tools and strategies you need to you know be a better you and to find some that health and wellness and peace you need inside well and coming to the community part of it too is that um, like I expressed, I think working in their group settings can be powerful. Um, and being in a group setting with like-minded individuals um, creates a community for yourself or the, as, as the individual. But um, it also helps bring awareness to what is out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, again, a lot of these um, classes or sessions I've gone to, I didn't even know they were out there um, or what the benefits were. Mm-hmm. And you don't know until you know, right? Yeah. You don't know till you're there, till you've experienced it or someone, you know, said, Hey, why don't you, you know, go talk, you know, go try Dr. McCollum. He does acupuncture. And I'm like, what's acupuncture? What does that do for <laughs> my mental health? You know, yeah. what do you, what do you know? You know, I don't know anything. So like you said, you got to try it. You got to get out there and putting a room full of people that have so many different things to offer in so many different ways and different personalities, different levels, different connections is huge. Mm. And something we need more than ever right now in the world and in our community is People getting together, sharing ideas, and being able to communicate, you know, in an open, non-judgmental way, because we've had way too much of, you know, everyone getting divided by this, that, and the other thing. And I think this is going to be a nice opportunity for 
you know, the Foothits community to come together and everyone kind of share their thing and, you know, share some energy and get, uh, you know, get those connections and those friendships. I do think COVID and this whole thing has been really hard on social connections and friendships and, you know, healing communities, you know, in general, look at Okotoks, you know, at one point when I lived here, we had three, three or four thriving yoga studios in town. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, we have a lot of little tiny ones Mm -hmm. in some homes and here and there Mm -hmm. uh, in some gyms, but that, you know, those full time, you know, big yoga studios, we've lost those. And, you know, do I think yoga is any less popular than it was 10 years ago? Not really. You know, I still think there's people out there. So, you know, is, is it better to have the small ones? I don't know. But I'm saying the idea is that those, you know, signs of the wellness community or the strength in that home for people to go to, you know, there's not as many. And I'm excited this provides that way, you know, that that uh, place for everyone to kind of get together and kind of see where things go for our community. And again, like for awareness, right? I mean, we we did struggle through COVID. I mean, and this industry struggled terribly, um, unless you were willing to do something online. Um, mm-hmm. And even then, you know, that was a struggle for people as well. Yeah. Um, this this community got hit hard, but yet coming back, I think with you know such huge strength, because um, I think COVID really showed. The mental health side that people, you know, struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they weren't struggling before COVID, but, you know, every, in every way, I think we all struggled through COVID in some sort of way. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Everybody did in some sort of way. Um, but mental health for sure took a toll for with COVID. And again, there's not a lot medically you know, you can go to the doctor and tell your doctor, oh, I, you know, I need some stitches and you'll be in there right away getting your stitches. Yeah. You tell them, you know, I have some mental health issues and they've got you on a waiting list for, yes. for three months. I mean, there's something there's something's broken. Yeah. But I will tell you also um, that, um, you know, going through, like I said, the counseling was a great thing for me. That was great help. But meditation um, the yoga, the meditation, you know, really feeling your body, really guide someone helping you and guiding you through that. That was really healing. So you don't, I mean, I'm not saying that don't go to a, a therapist mm-hmm. or don't go to a, a, um, a counselor because I, I would never absolutely ever say that. Um, but there are so many things that you can do to get some of that healing that is just down the street. Yeah. Yeah. You can book it tomorrow. Someone can help you. Um, and I think putting this community, you know, always said, you know, this is, you know, a community, helping a community for a community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we need to lean on our community. You know, it takes a village. Yeah. And I, you know, I believe in this thing so much. I know you do. And <laughs> because... I have to thank you so much for all your support. You've been right from the get go, very supportive of this. Well, you know, this, and I do think, you know, it's so amazing to work in a small community like this that is so tight. And we have some pretty amazing practitioners and wellness folks in this community. And we're really good at, you know, uh, 
you know, arts communities pretty good. You know, it should be a lot bigger if we had a little more support. Our sports teams and all that, it, they're, they're huge. They're getting a lot of support. But I really do think, um, you know, we have the, the people. We just need to let the community and the area know they're here. We're here to help. And there's, uh, you know, I, I think in a matter of years, this, you know, wellness retreat is going to be a thing where people are coming from adjoining communities and they're excited to be here because we're offering so much. And uh, I, you know, I, I see where this is going and I'm really excited about it. And uh, I'm really grateful all the work you put into to bring this because um I'm just too lazy to ever do something like this, but, but to, you know, to have someone who has that skill set, right. You know, because your background is a great benefit to what you're pulling together, which is really impressive. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where this is going because I do think this is going to be a big thing. And, you know, I've had a ton of support and um, help people reaching out. I've had, um, emails, how can we help? How can we sponsor? I've had people emailing me saying, can I be a presenter? Do you, you know, do you need, you know, I'm full up right now, you know, cause we're, we're running this thing right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a wellness market. I've got uh, vendors for that. People that have reached out to me to be a part of that. Um, tons of positive feedback and wanting more. I get emails all the time. Oh, I can't make this one. Are you going to do more? Are you going to do more? So, for me, that's, again, it's overwhelming how, like, the impact that this has made for people that they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you don't want to go, um, come anyways. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, like, look at my husband. I mean, a perfect example. Yeah. You just come with an open mind. And people, I know, sometimes worry, oh, my friend, I need to go with a friend. Come solo. You'll get more out of coming solo than anything. You know, um, you don't need to be with a partner. You, I mean, if you do, that's great too. But you get so much being solo too. Yeah. Just bring your journal, bring your pen, mm-hmm. and you know. Yeah. And hey, you might you might find that path, or you might find an amazing friend. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, a connection. I've made tons of friends with this community, and I'm sure you have too. Yes, you've met through yoga and you know other retreats and stuff where people just click with you. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's a huge benefit within the community for sure yeah. um, for people to come out and just, you know, be open minded, see see what happens. And, you know, there's lots to offer at this retreat. So I'm super excited about it. Um, and I'm super excited for the other presenters to come on here and talk about what they're going to do and their journey and how this will, you know, what they're going to do will benefit the retreat and mm-hmm. And for the participants as well. Okay. So again, it's October 1st and 2nd. It's a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, Saturday from 9 till 9 because Saturday we're going to do classes a uh, full day. But part of the evening um, from 6 to 9 is the wellness market. And we do have some vendors that have come in to offer some free services We have some uh, products and services that will be discounted. It's all on our website. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday is from 9 till 5.30. And then you can go home and be with your family for the rest of the evening, get ready for the week. But, yeah, we're starting there. Yeah, and there's two presenters each session. So there's 
two sessions in the morning, two in the afternoon. Is that how it is? Yep. And, so- and, and then there's two at a time. So when you sign up, you got to choose who you want to listen to, right? Which presentation you want to be in, which class. You, yeah. you get the option to choose uh, out of two for mm-hmm. each session. Um, so it can... You know, you can make it unique to what, you know, your interests or needs may be. Um, some of the classes, though, will be limited because if you need a yoga mat, uh, of course, you need more space. So those classes will fill up quick, a lot quicker. Um, so we're hoping people can get their schedules in sooner than later, because if you really want that sound bath, you're going to need the yoga mat and yeah. you're going to need to book and book and save your spot. So, but which is great having those options because it gives you that freedom to choose mm-hmm. um, all the way through on Saturday and Sunday. Correct. Well, that's so exciting. Yeah. I know I'm, I'm speaking on Sunday, I think, and then I'll be there Saturday night doing free acugraphs. Correct. So that'll be a lot of fun. I know I'll be very busy that evening doing that. Yes. Um, but I think I'll set up a sign up sheet that people can sign up all day. Yeah. So. Those that want to get it done can sign up and they won't be disappointed because I'll probably be turning people away. And we do have it that they have to, just to help along with the vendors that uh, the participants have to choose whether they'll be at a class or at the market. So we're not, you know, we're giving time to everybody mm-hmm. that they can, you know, have time with that uh, individual to get your AccuGraph and yeah. have the time to speak with you and everybody get an opportunity. So we're not going to bombard it, you know. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah, we're we're put a lot of thought in it, and um, we're super excited, and I can't wait for the event, and um, I can't wait to do more. There's more on the horizon, so if you can't make this one, there'll be another one for sure. Right. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having and me. sharing your story. Thank you. You know, it was so, you know, from start to finish, it just makes so much sense on why you're doing this and what the retreat is for, and. Uh, you know, who just imagine how many people are going to come out of it with a similar experience to you and are on a path to healing. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye-bye. Well, what a treat it was to hang out with Lisa tonight and get to know her a little more. I've known her for well over a year, maybe two years now, and I've really enjoyed getting to know her in the clinic setting, but this has been a lot of fun to get to know her outside of the clinic. And I'm really proud of her for all the hard work she's putting into with the with his wellness retreat. And I'm excited for the relationships we can make as practitioners, but also as a community through this whole experience. And I'm really excited to see all those that come along. And hey, if you hear the podcast and want to stop in at the evening, Saturday evening, I'll be doing AccuGraphs throughout the evening and a great opportunity for you to learn more about acupuncture and how we can help you. If you want to learn more about Healing Elements, go to healingelements.ca. And if you want to learn more about the Foothills Wellness Retreat, just throw it in your browser, search it up. It's right there and lots of information on all the speakers. And again, hey, we're going to interview as many as we can leading up here. So I'm excited to share their stories and their experiences with you too. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care, be safe, and take care of yourself. Thank you.